Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining me again today. I cannot wait to share with you over the next few episodes, some excerpts from my book that will be coming out so soon. This has been a labor of love for years, to be honest. This was written pre-pandemic, and when the pandemic hit, traditional publishing sort of went sideways a little bit and things got a little complicated and it was really difficult for people to uh, get deals and do book tours and all of that kind of stuff when we were all social distancing and quarantining. And so I just thought, you know what, this is not the time to try to figure out the book thing. I'm going to physically and metaphorically put it on the shelf for just a little while. And I'm so glad that I did because God had other plans in mind. His are always better than mine. If you don't know that by now, just trust me. I am living proof that his plans are always better than mine. And because I stepped away from the book and that creation, I ended up stepping into the opportunity of starting the podcast. And this, as you know, because I've shared it so many times, if you've been here for a while, has been such a blessing for me. I'm so grateful that you're here and listening week after week. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for happening upon this little organizing podcast that has turned into something much bigger than I ever could have imagined. And again, I give all of that credit to God. 
I take no part in it, to be perfectly honest with you, because half the time I have no clue what I'm doing. I hit record and I just let Jesus take the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Just take that wheel. So today I'm going to share with you a little bit of chapter one in the book. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the title is for two reasons. One, maybe that might make it a little more interesting in the waiting to find out what it's going to be. In case that's not the case, I'll tell you the real truth. And that is because I haven't fully decided on the title. I picked a title when I first wrote this and it felt a little, uh, a little basic. You guys know, I love talking about the three E's philosophy and doing things in three simple steps. And what I realized as I wrote this book, which if any of you have written a book who are listening today, you know, it ends up being more therapy for the author, the person writing it than it even is. If you're putting it out, like in a nonfiction self-help kind of a way to help someone else, I'll tell you, it really does have a lot of therapeutic <laughs> uh, qualities to writing a book when you are the person who's trying to write it. So I, I credit a lot of the success to actually pulling this book out of me to my sweet friend and uh, editor of this book and literary coach, my very sweet Jessica Killingly. So Jessica, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. I could not have written this book without you. I really couldn't have. She'll probably tell you that I could, but it wouldn't be nearly as good. So let's get started. I wanted to share with you a little excerpt from chapter one, and I hope that you'll enjoy. Chapter one, the option of organization. An intentional life embraces only the things that will add to the mission of significance. John C. Maxwell. I'm organizing, my little Duke shouted as he proudly showed me the rows of coffee pods, never a shortage at our house, aligned beautifully in the kitchen drawer. My heart exploded with pride. My precious and simultaneously crazy wild two-year-old son had taken the box of pods from our grocery bags and carefully placed each into the designated coffee drawer. Usually when he's that quiet, he's on a mission to find trouble. But this time he was on a mission to help. I got such joy out of his quest for doing a grown-up task. He had seen us put away groceries in their proper place time after time. He watched laundry get folded and tucked into baskets and drawers over and over. He looked out of the living room window as I set up yard sales on our front lawn and sidewalk with each passing season to make room for the inflow of upgraded toys, clothes, activities, furniture, and of course the appropriate bins and storage solutions to keep it all organized. So naturally, he started mimicking this behavior the second he was old enough to participate. His enthusiastic words were music to my ears. Ever notice how your kiddos see things you're doing repeatedly and start to do them as well? Actually, sometimes it only takes one example before they catch on. Like when you open their sippy cup to pour out the old water, refilling it with new. And two seconds later, you see them open that same sippy cup, dumping out the entire contents onto the floor, possibly to refill with new. Oh yes, they are curious imitators, aren't they? Let's be honest. It's not always the good habits of yours they pick up. Sometimes it's the one you wish they would forget. And unfortunately, you can't take those back. Thank goodness this time, my little one had picked up a trait I was happy to share. I realized in that moment, as he beamed with pride for his grown-up task accomplished, and now again, as I write this love letter to all of you busy moms out there, 
how important it is that we offer the option of organization to our kids. Not only the option, but the daily example of what a life of organization looks like. Now, let me be clear. Organization is not perfection. You'll find that I harp on this point a lot. Here's the thing, mama. Life gets messy, as you know, and it's not always water spills. Sometimes the mess is the fun part, though. It's the learning and exploring part that allows our kiddos to challenge their brains and use problem-solving strategies. It's the life lesson part of growing up, too. Trust me, I've had plenty of messy life lessons in my young life and as an adult. While I know it's a rite of passage for my kids to experience similar messes and lessons of their own, I've certainly found that they can learn those lessons in a less chaotic and stressful environment and still gain the clarity they need from them. Living these experiences and wanting to share great habits and responsible behaviors starts with us. It's not always easy to be that stellar example of what responsibility and intentionality looks like. In fact, sometimes it's really hard. If you have multiple kiddos, an additional job to motherhood, because we know that's a full-time job, and a semblance of a social life, it feels downright impossible some days. So how can we attempt to raise problem-solving, healthy, well-adjusted, socially appropriate kids when sometimes our precious little ones have special needs or require us to have the patience of Job? Well, first, we pray every day. Some days I feel like I'm praying for backup hourly. Then we put the right organization practices into place to ensure the best chance of success for our kids and ourselves. This truly starts with us properly managing our own actions and the space around us. By doing so, we can intentionally choose to make organization an option. All right, everyone. That is just a little excerpt from the book in chapter one. There's a beginning part of the book as well that I skipped ahead on. And there's a lot more in that chapter as well, talking about how important it is that we give our kids the option of organization. And I just want to say, again, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect. And it doesn't mean that your house has to be organized perfectly all the time. That is not the goal. The goal is simply to teach them what a life of organization could look like. As you know, they're going to grow up and be their own humans. As you know, sometimes they're going to choose things that we would never choose. Sometimes they're going to choose to do things that we did choose that we wish that we hadn't choose. Choosed? Hmm. That we wished we hadn't chosen. But the fact is they have to learn those messy, hard life lessons as well, just like we did. The cool part about adding in some organization in their life is that they aren't going to be surrounded with chaos and lack of structure and stress and an abundance of stuff. I talk about this time and time again. I talk about how less is more. And when we clear the, the clutter, we can see the blessings that God has for us all around. So my intention in this book and to sort of set the tone with that little bit in chapter one is to just give our kids the option of organization, show them what that looks like. They will start to mimic behaviors that we have. So if you're doing a little bit here and there. You're finding ways to teach them to organize their space. You're showing them what it looks like to make your bed in the morning. They'll start to pick up those things too. And you don't have to be perfect. And we certainly don't expect them to be, but at least they get this option of organization when it is in fact their choice to choose what it is they want to do and choose how they want to live 
their life. And if we see the value in seeing those blessings, when we clear some of that clutter out of the way, and we can pass that on to our kids starting really young so they can live their life in that way. Again, not perfectly, but simply without all the chaos, I'd like to think that that's going to lend itself to them being able to explore the world, take chances, have those messy life lesson learning times in their life without that added chaos and stress and overwhelm and anxiety that could come from having a really messy space that doesn't have any structure. So that was sort of my inspiration for starting the book off in this way. I would love for you to stay tuned for upcoming episodes where I'll share little bits and little bits more of some of the chapters and spoiler alert. I'll tell you right now, this book starts off really heavy on organization and the three E's and getting organized. And as I said, it ended up becoming major therapy for me because I absolutely shared a lot of deep, personal, vulnerable, intimate things that were going on in my life with some of my clients. I did have their permission to share and also with my family. And it was really important when I wrote this book to go a whole lot deeper because I don't want you to feel like you're doing this mom life alone. I don't want you to think that because I'm a professional organizer that I've got it all figured out and that every place in my home is totally organized. It isn't. There are plenty of places that still need work. And I've learned organization is not perfection. Okay. So I am really hopeful that when you read this book, you will feel like you have a friend and a cheerleader in me. I've totally got you girlfriend. I am here to support you. You are not on this journey, this parenting and mom lifing journey alone. And you are certainly not here to do organization by yourself. I've got your back and don't forget direct line to God. Anytime you need to say some prayers, absolutely do that. It makes me feel a lot better and hopefully it'll make you feel that way as well. So stay tuned for next week and the next week and the next week for some more excerpts from the book. And I will at some point decide on what the final title will be. I will share it with you and I will let you know when it is available for purchase. So thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate you so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.